So, oh, we're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Function Call, a show about friendship and programming. Uh, we've got a little bit of a different show today. We're doing our first interview slash guest show. And on the show today, I've got Sarah Shook Rolls. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Uh, Sarah, you wanted to give a, a little intro? Sure. Um, I'm Sarah. Um, I am um, a web developer currently, and um, I've been programming for about four or five years. Um, and um, I recently got into Twitter. I think that's what we're going to be talking about. And um, I'm excited to talk about exactly what you can use Twitter for um, and the benefits of it. Cool. Yeah. Today we are going to talk breaking into Twitter. Um, and funny story how we met. So I have been on Twitter. I don't know if you're watching or listening and, and you're following me. I don't have a whole lot of you out there. But I posted something a while back on some SQL queries and SQL stuff because I have been in web development for about eight years. And the database stuff has always been the part that has kind of eluded me. So I post this message out there to the ether and out of nowhere comes this uh, bright pink haired angel to answer my questions and help me out and, and get me out of a tough bind. And for anyone listening, you're probably missing the fact that Sarah has bright pink hair. She was the one that came <laughs> in, came in on that chat and answered some of my questions. And we've just been kind of been uh, uh, chatting ever since. So I invite her onto the show. Um, and she suggested the, the topic um, about breaking into tech on Twitter. And I think uh, she's probably an expert at it, considering that you have uh, started recently, you said, and yeah. you're, you already have like a lot of followers. So I'm yeah. going to take away a lot of notes out of this. <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah, let's get started. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about like why you joined, when you joined, um, what got you into and like why Twitter? Yeah. So technically I created my profile back in January, but it sat empty for a few months. Um, and I think I actually started tweeting um, in March and um, I am the sole coder at the company that I work at. And um, if you don't have other people to talk to, it can get a little bit lonely. Um, when I had issues that work with a coding problem, I could try to explain it. But, you know, you're, if you're trying to talk technical with somebody who isn't super technical, um, they don't really understand the issues. Or if you are excited that you figured out this really hard SQL query and you've got it running perfectly, um, it's not you, you don't really get the recognition of an um, accreditation of the excitement of figuring things like that out. So, um, and then on top of that, my imposter syndrome was, um, really picking up because I didn't have anybody to talk to. Um, and so I decided to just start tweeting. Um, and I did, and just start, you know, talking to people that did the same type of things that I did, um, in hopes that I could learn from them and ask questions, um, or hopefully maybe help somebody as well. So, that's that's really interesting. Uh, a lot of things there are interesting. So when you say you started in January, you mean January this year? Yeah, this year. Mm -hmm. So that's we're in October. That's not a lot of time. I've been on Twitter. 
I mean, like really inactively for several years, but mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like this year I, I really started to pay attention to it as well. And you have, um, a little over 3000 followers mm-hmm. and I have a little over 300 followers. So I don't know what you're doing, but it's working. So that's impressive. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, the other things were when you said that you're like the sole developer mm-hmm. and uh, you are not like you weren't getting the recognition or whatever, when you solve this like tough uh, SQL query, I can, I can totally relate to that because um, I have worked at companies where I have like a, a little group of, you know, developer friends and, and you write some stuff and you do something either that's like really, really cool or something that's been a, 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 a bottleneck or a challenge for the product for so long. And then you kind of solve it and yep. you're there with your person next to you and they see it. And they're like, oh yeah, that's super cool. Or just being able to like tap on someone's shoulder and be like, hey, check out this, this like weird hack that I came up with and you know you celebrate and when you don't have that it's so you know you're kind of like I don't know sitting in an empty room and look to one side and you look to the other side and and you're like okay no yeah no way to celebrate your victory (laughs) so I I think that's a that's a great way to a great reason to get on Twitter is just like kind of find your tribe and yeah and you know find the people that that are jiving off also i think that you know the fact that you're getting on there to sort of help people is uh is very nice (laughs) was nice to me in fact um so besides like uh some of these some of these reasons to get on twitter what are um some of the benefits that you've seen in the short time that you've been on yeah um you know I, i um I have had multiple instances where like you uh, tweeting up out about an issue you have um, where I've tweeted out about an issue and people have taken their time to respond to me via DM and they'll take time out of their day to actually like code a solution for me and ask me if it works. And um, I've, I've had that happen multiple times where I have a coding issue and um, somebody helps me and it fixes the problem. Um, so that's one benefit. Um, another benefit is, you know, as I mentioned before joining Twitter, I was really struggling with imposter syndrome. And I know everybody that's in tech, it doesn't matter, even if you're on Twitter, you're still going to, you know, struggle with that sometimes. Um, but joining Twitter helped me realize that I actually do know quite a bit. Um, I know more than I was giving myself credit for. And of course, I'm always learning. I don't know everything and I never will. But um, just the fact that I can actually talk um, technology with others and be on the same level um, and understand what other people are saying, it, it really boosted my confidence as a developer. Um, one other benefit would be, I didn't know about things like free code camp. Um, and I've been recently doing that and my confidence in HTML and CSS, even though I already knew it, I went back and took a basic course and, um, my confidence has gone way up and I would have never, ever done that. Um, if I hadn't stumbled and come onto Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So kind of discovering new things. And yep. um, I, I think your whole, your point about the imposter syndrome thing is, is interesting because I think for me, it's, it's probably had the opposite effect um, where uh, I feel, I feel confident. Well, I, I guess I have a lot of different um, places that I kind of hang out. Like I was, I was before the whole like coronavirus lockdown thing. Um, I was really, 
have it about going to uh, local developer meetups. And so uh, it was kind of like the same thing that you're describing where, where you, you see what people are talking about or you're talking to people and um, figuring out kind of like, you know, judging where you are in, in the sort of rankings or not rankings, but, you know, just <laughs> in the industry. Yeah. Um, but then I joined Twitter and I feel like when I spend more time on there, I just see so many talented people doing so many things. And, and I feel, you know, I feel good about the work that I do. I think I've done some cool stuff, but you see work that other people are putting out there and, you know, either they're, they're putting out at a level that's so frequent or, you know, the, I don't know, the, the products that they're creating are just getting so much traction and it's like, oh man, all these people are, are making stuff that's like cooler or better or other people like it even more. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you know, to your point, a couple of things you talked about going to meetups. And um, part of the reason I joined Twitter um, is because I have three young kids at home. And right now going out, going to meetups um, is just out of the question for me. So I can't, and obviously COVID as well, but um and my son at the time before Twitter was under a year. So there was just no way for me to get out. And I live a little bit further um, from where big meetups happened anyways. Um, and then as, uh, to your point about, you know, seeing so many people do great things. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I actually comment about feeling um, behind a lot of times because like you said, there's so many people putting out all these, this great content, they're doing it every day. And I don't have time to do that because I'm a parent full time. So um, I tweet about that quite frequently. Um, but, but on the other hand, it kind of reminds it, me that we're all on our own journey. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. Um, if I had, didn't have, you know, kids, I would be putting a lot more time into what, uh, what I do online coding. Um, but I don't, but it's, I know that I can still slowly get to that point eventually. Um, and seeing people who are putting out these great things. Um, I use it as motivation to know that I'll be able to do that eventually. Um, I just have to, you know, keep putting in the time and consistency when I can. Yeah, that's a great attitude. It's a great way to look at it. I uh, I don't have kids, so I can't really relate to that. But I can't imagine. You know, I've got, <laughs> um, got my significant other and and friends, and we've got a cute little dog that we have to spend time with. So yep. having kids, uh, yeah, I bet that's a full time. So that's cool that um, that Twitter just kind of makes it uh, a lot more accessible for you to still exactly. be involved with you know, what's going on in, in a much larger audience, I can imagine. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So um, why don't we go into like, if having spent <laughs> a little bit less than a year on Twitter so far and, and been successful, what would you be, what would you say are like uh, your guide to kind of getting started on Twitter? Sure. Obviously, yeah. um, so when I started, um, I honestly didn't expect, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ever imagined to have over 3000 followers at this point. Um, and I don't really, um, I don't care about how many followers I have. I really, um, joined Twitter to engage with others and, um, to kind of put myself out there as a developer and get over, um, being such an introvert, which I, I am. Um, so, I started just by commenting on people, um, 
people's tech that I liked and um, I was friendly and I, I always try to stay positive. Um, sometimes that's not <laughs> always possible for me, but um, I just try to comment and um, I don't have any expectations of if somebody's going to comment back or not. If they do, great. And we start having a conversation just like how you and I did, then um, that happens. If not, then then um, that's fine too. Um, so that's really it is um, go in trying to have a conversation, but if the other person doesn't respond, it's not a big deal. Move on, find something else that you're going to comment on um, and share your successes. People on Twitter love to uh, celebrate successes with you. Um, and it's a, not that, you know, you want to always be bragging about yourself, but, um, but if you do solve a, a really hard issue and you tweet about it, um, I love seeing how other people succeed. I like to see them get a job and tweet about it. Um, it it's just, I like the, I like to stay positive as much as possible on Twitter. And I think that that's been pretty helpful. Yeah, I, I will totally vouch for, for you. I think, uh, it was actually today that I, I just published a tweet that was like, hey, if anyone's looking for um, just a really nice person developer to follow, uh, to follow you. And I was like, you know, when you say that, I can totally vouch for it because, yeah, the only thing I, I see coming out of your account is just like positive comments on other people's stuff and then like posting interesting or cool stuff. So, well, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is great because um, not only is that, cool for you and cool for the internet. I think it also like I'm being, I've, I've become very aware of um, the men my mental health or like the impact that social media has on my mental health. Yes. And so like being really cognizant about um, the positive or negative content yes. that you're consuming uh, is important. Yeah, and, and I'll add on, I am um, pretty liberal with my block button um, on Twitter. So um, if somebody is negative or if I have somebody that, um, you know, if it's somebody who's saying something inappropriate, I don't even give a second thought. You know, there's millions of people on Twitter um, and I am I am for the positive people. If you're going to be negative, I don't have time for it. On to the next one. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Um what are, uh, what are some things? So, so like getting started, we're going to be, you know, commenting on people, not worrying if they don't comment back, yep. um, sharing some success. What are some things that like, is there anything else in there that you think would, um, help people be successful or, or like, what do you, how do you, uh, how do you measure success on Twitter? You know, I, I think that depends on the person that you ask. For me, success um, has been building some meaningful relationships with people I never would have met otherwise. Um, I have a group of uh, ladies that I chat with on a regular basis. We have a messaging group and um, we are, you know, we've never met in real life, but we are basically Twitter. We're, we're basically friends. We um, talk to each other about different things going on in our life that aren't necessarily tech related. Um, and that's really, for me, that's um, probably how I would measure success. But somebody else, their success might be getting um, to a million followers, um, you know, and everybody wants followers. You join Twitter to talk to people and you want the followers, right? Um, but it does you know, the, that number to me is not as important as actually building meaningful relationships um, and, and hopefully maybe helping my career in the future. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I spent a lot of my time on social media on Facebook and I 
just deactivated my account, which I feel good about. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so it's interesting comparing the two platforms. And I've always felt that Facebook is a lot more for creating like groups and, and Twitter is kind of like more of just like a, a a stream of thoughts. Uh, So, so it's interesting for you to talk about like having uh, groups on Twitter and I don't know, being able to like, I think that's cool that you are having regular conversations with people that um, you've never met in real life, but uh, just kind of checking in on each other and and, like actually I mean, hopefully it's a mutual feeling, but it's like a friendship, you know? Yeah. 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 It's Um, great. Cool. Cool. Um, And Twitter is good for relationships, as you mentioned, but job search you also talked about. Um, Can we dive into that a little bit? Sure. I mean, I am not a professional um, job searcher on Twitter. I tweeted recently that I'm open to a full-time position and I um, got, I think, like over 300 likes and like 150 retweets, which is great, but nothing came of that. So so mm. um, I know I do know people do um, get positions from tweeting about it. Um, and I know some recruiters that use Twitter, um, LinkedIn is probably the be- better platform, you know, to, to dive into if you're really looking for a job. Um, but it is nice to celebrate successes of other people finding jobs when they say, oh, I got hired at X company. Um, you know, um, I think that's really probably where the, the, the biggest, I guess, job search success stories I see. I haven't really seen somebody get hired from Twitter specifically, though I do know it has happened. Yeah, I I think I feel like LinkedIn is kind of designed more for the job search. But that said, I think that what I've seen on Twitter has been really interesting because, well, specifically um, around people that are well known or companies that are well known, like uh, Mozilla recently laid off a bunch of people. And from that, I saw like a bunch of threads that are like, hey, if you're looking for talent, if you're a company or a recruiter looking for talented developers, here's like a massive list of the people that Mozilla had to let go, which is unfortunate, but you know, really cool. And and I think that, I think that, um, I haven't had to, do a job search on Twitter yet, but I think that there is like something to be said about using that as a platform because that is kind of where a lot of developers hang out. Yep. And if you're making these relationships and, and you're kind of like getting people that recognize you for your skills, uh, I imagine that, you know, it's kind of like, I would rather, I would rather have an introduction to a company from a developer than from a recruiter, which I yep. feel like LinkedIn is full of just recruiters. Um, to add to the job search um, point, it, it one thing that I so I actually used to be an IT recruiter for a few years. Um, uh, no, but, the, but that was but that was um, that was probably seven years ago. So it's been a long time. So I used to look at resumes on a daily basis, you know, hundreds. Um, but I have never had to write a technical resume for myself before, and I've just recently started that. Um, and 
you know, I should be able, I feel like to do it, but, you should be an but, expert. but, but, it, but yeah, no, I felt like a lost puppy. And so I actually have been tweeting about, um, resume help. Um, I've had, um, I've been able to send my resume to, um, a couple of people to review and they've given me pointers on how to write it. So that has definitely helped in the job search aspect. Um, I got points that I, I wouldn't have thought of otherwise, um, just from people taking the time out of their day to look at my resume and give me, up, uh, give me points, pointers, excuse me. Yeah, that's super nice to, I mean, when you develop a network of like, like you have, right. Um, kind of the, the strength of the platform is, is creating this network of people that uh, you care about and they care about you. And then at some point, you know, you might help them out. They might help you out and that comes along or that, that manifests sometimes in the job search, right. It's like exactly. uh, for you, it's been, um, resume help or whatever. I also, I, I think it's hilarious that uh, you were a recruiter and you should be a pro. You should know all of the, <laughs> all of the symptoms of a terrible resume and all the ways to kind of like hack the system to get on top of the list. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know how to yeah. hack the system. I really, you know, I know how, how to do the keyword, uh, you know, per, mm. per application on your resume. Um, but things like writing your professional summary um, and, and just things that I, when I was doing IT recruiting, I was only looking, I wasn't looking at the pro professional resume uh, or summary, the professional summary. I was looking um, for the, the stack that they used at each position. Um, but I've learned that that as a, especially if you're trying to get um, your foot in the door into a bigger company, that that professional summary might be important. So um, I've been working on that. And then just things that I wouldn't have ever thought to list, like a free code camp certification um, or things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I should know, but <laughs> I guess I've forgotten after a few years. <laughs> no, I think that uh, I, I think that with everything, and this is just one example is like, it doesn't matter how much experience you have when you have to apply it yourself. Like when you are, when you, when you turn the tables on yourself, you're still just that kind of deer in the headlights, like whole different ballpark. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't apply the other view on your own work. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, what, what were we talking about? We're talking about LinkedIn or no, we're talking about Twitter. <laughs> we're not talking about resumes. Uh, I think it's interesting though, that you're saying um, the professional summary, you recommend having the professional summary on your, on your resume. That has been what I've, that is what I've been told as of recently. So I am Whoa. saying yes for now, but if that changes, I'll let you know. You reserve your right to change your opinion. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't put my, uh, professional summary. I just kind of have a list of my uh, technology that I work with, which is really just like keyword stuffing. And then the, you know, whatever job history. But how many jobs have you had in tech? That's a good question. Um, let's see. I've been doing uh, almost eight years and I started at an agency that did mostly WordPress stuff. And then um, I d I've done some freelancing in there. Uh, I like to keep my own personal projects as like kind of an ongoing list of, I don't know, just one section of it. Um, 
And let's see, after, oh, no, no, sorry. I started at a, another agency that also did WordPress stuff. So I guess I didn't have to correct that. Second job was also an agency that did WordPress stuff. Then I did some freelance stuff. And then I did um, some full stack JavaScript. And now I'm still doing full stack JavaScript. So I'd say uh, five if you count freelance work. And see, for me, I've only got my one tech job. Previous to that, it was recruiting. So um, that's fair. So I feel like depending on your skills and what you're trying to break into, it probably depends on whether or not it's acceptable or you know a, a better use, a good use of your time to draft that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think you definitely want to have like a a page, a one pager that's filled up. And if you don't have a lot of the job history, then certainly a a, a professional. Summary would be a good thing. Cool. Well, we're not here to talk about resumes, though. We're here <laughs> to talk about Twitter. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, we have a couple points here that we wanted to hit. One of them was, can Twitter make you a better developer? I think absolutely. Um, my developing skills since I've joined Twitter have gotten a lot better, Um because I've, like I mentioned earlier, I found uh, tools that I never would have heard of before, um, like free code, free code camp. Um, and then seeing other people do great things and seeing them post their code pens, um, and, you know, trying to do projects that are similar to that, uh, and getting ideas for what you can do, um, you know, as a developer and ideas for projects, that has been something that I, I didn't have any experience with before. And I, um, I now have a list of things that I'm working on um, that I wouldn't have thought of um, since before joining. Yeah. I think for, for depending on who you're following, um, like I'm thinking Adam Argyle right now. I don't know if you're familiar, but I think he's kind of involved with the CSS spec in some way and, I don't remember what company he works for, but he's always posting about stuff specific about CSS, particularly like kind of new sort of bleeding edge stuff. And I think it's interesting to follow people um, in that area because you pick up on things that are coming. So yes. kind of a good way to stay up to date, but then also like, really fascinating use cases for things that like I never would have thought uh, you could do that with uh, certain, certain things, you know? So yeah, definitely like the, the free code camp thing. Um, it's a great resource. I don't know if I would attribute that to Twitter making you a better developer. Like I think, but I think that you're right that you, you pick up on things like uh, things that you wouldn't have come across. Yeah. 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 For sure. Code pens too. Like just checking out what people are doing. You're like, I mean, have you seen some of those one div? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the girls CSS. I talk to a lot. She does a lot of that um, and gets featured on code pen a lot. She's really great. Yeah. Some of those things blow your mind. It's like a single div in like uh, the Mona Lisa or something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. I always want to do that. Like I'm always, it, it's always really inspiring and motivating, but then I'm like, man, I, I don't have time for that. Like I'm not going to sit and like mess around with the div to try and paint a portrait of uh, some medieval times lady. 
it's art in its own right in, in its own way <laughs> oh for sure no i mean i like definitely have a lot of respect for for yeah. the people that do that um yeah i just wish there was more time in the day really i as a mom of three kids i totally understand that yeah how old are your kids I have a six-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and a, a one-year-old. Okay. Which one? I was gonna, now. I was going to ask which one gives you the most trouble about trying to when you're trying to get uh, your work done. But the two-year-old and the one-year-old, both of them, um, and they put bugs okay. in my code if I leave it open. If I leave my laptop open accidentally. Um, That's really funny. Yeah. Wait, uh, like insects or like software? <laughs> they leave software bugs in my code. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes more sense. I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense because you said in your code, but I was picturing like they're dropping little like spiders on your keyboard <laughs> did, or something. I did tell my two-year-old this morning that there's a bug in my code that either her or her brother put and she screamed and said, scary code. <laughs> perfect for uh, Perfect for this month. Yep. No that's, what, that's what you could be for Halloween is a, a software bug. You could do a pretty funny costume with that. I yeah, think. you could. You totally could. Just be like the, the, the caterpillar emoji and walk around with a laptop or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, we can get back on topic. Sorry. <laughs> Distracting. Um, so when they're on Twitter, uh, how much attention are you paying to how many people are following you or how many people you're following, or is there some sort of etiquette around that? Um, I follow people who I think their content is good. Um, it doesn't matter their follower count for me. Um, there are people that have a lot of followers that I don't follow because I don't enjoy their content. Versus, and likewise, there's people that only have a hundred followers and I follow them um, because I enjoy their content. Um when I, I usually use Twitter from my modal, mobile device, so I, I don't usually use it from desktop. Um, so when I like have new followers and I'm scrolling through and I see uh, thinking about who to follow back, um, I look for if they're using technology, if they have a profile. Um, so I don't I, there it, there's there's methods to get more people to follow you um, quickly in a short amount of time. And there are people who have written books about that. I don't really follow those methods. I'm just here for the fun of it and uh, to learn and to meet other people. So, but like I said, my situation might be different. You might want a ton of followers and that might be your goal. Um, it's nice that I have a lot of followers now, but I, that wasn't ever my goal. I expected like two or 300 people by now, maybe. Um, so the fact that I have more is just, you know, more of a blessing and I enjoy interacting with, with the people who follow me and who I follow. Yeah, for sure. Does it get to, does it get to a point where you have like some of the tediums that you have to deal with, like, uh, a million notifications that you can't get to? I've only had that happen a couple of times for, um, for notifications. I had a tweet go semi-viral for a silly joke. Um, and, and that one I had a lot of notifications for, um, trolls. I don't necessarily get a ton of trolls. Um, I know a lot, I, I am a very, um, I, I, I am very open about being a mom and I tweet about that a lot. So I kind of think that probably keeps some of uh, the people that would DM me otherwise away. I do know people, uh, other ladies who get um, very 
nasty messages, I guess you'd say, um, or, yeah. you know, guys are messaging them and um, just not being polite at all. So I don't, I haven't had to deal with that as much. Um, but I do, but it is, it is, it does happen quite a bit uh, to people I know. Um, so yeah, there's definitely trolls and I, um, on there. And for me, I just hit the block button if I have somebody that says something I'm not uh, yeah. appreciative of and liberal kind of with that block button that's a yes. good policy that's interesting that um i don't know it, it's cool like uh when someone has a lot of followers and they and they have their dms open because just like very approachable but I'm, I'm sure that also kind of puts you at risk of um getting some unsolicited uh yeah and for, D, for dms i mean a piece of advice if you're you know looking um to start using that um that part of twitter is to um in your first message to the person say hey i have a question about whatever topic you're talking about um can you help me with my javascript is that okay and then if you get a response great um but just text uh, just messaging hi <laughs> waiting for a response isn't necessarily, I would say that's not um, a, uh, a very good Twitter etiquette um, or Twitter etiquette to follow. Um, definitely be concise and have a specific message um, if you want to DM somebody on Twitter. Yeah, it's probably, uh, I mean, it sends a stronger signal about what you're, what you're trying to talk about where, where just high is kind of a, uh, could go either way, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, um, I don't know. I think that's, that's pretty good. Like, I don't, I can't think of any other questions to ask. I don't know if you have any other, uh, tips or tricks or things to watch out for. Or... Um, I don't, I think just, you know, join, be nice, be friendly, um, be somewhat consistent about tweeting. That's kind of important. Um, and have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. If you like it, keep, keep on going. And if you don't, you don't have to keep, uh, keep up with your Twitter profile anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's some good advice because I think that, you know, I myself feel a lot of, uh, social anxiety, I guess, from, um, the community for no reason that I just kind of put on myself and it's like, Oh, like I should be, I should be on Twitter because I'll, you know, tech the, that's kind of like, where the tech crowd hangs out and I should be tweeting more and this and that. But I think, yeah, it goes back to that, that mental health thing is like, if it's not for you, that's exactly. okay. So I, um, if you have just a couple more minutes, I, I do have depression and anxiety. I suffer with that. And before I joined Twitter, it was really bad. I mentioned having feeling like my imposter syndrome was, um, was coming back and my, my depression was starting to uh, show up again. And, I am I, in real life situations, face to face. I am very introverted. I don't like to meet people face to face. Um, I don't know what to talk about. Um, Twitter has helped with that on my end. Um, so um, it, that helped me with my social anxiety and helped me get myself out there. But it might not, like you said, it, it's not for everybody. I haven't done Facebook in years, but Twitter has given me a platform to feel like myself. Um, and it has helped me with my depression um, but if it wasn't helping, then I wouldn't be using it anymore. So. Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing. And yeah, yeah we have we have plenty of time. So if you want to go on about something else, we can. Otherwise, um, otherwise we can we can move on to to shout outs. Sure. Um, I think we can move on to shout outs unless you have anything else. 
Um, I am terrible at Twitter, so don't take my advice. But Sarah, you seem to have nailed it. So I hope that everyone is going to take your advice and follow you and send a lot of love your way because you have been putting out a lot of really nice, uh, positive content. So I appreciate well, that. Thanks so much. Yeah. And with that, yeah, let's move on to shout outs. Shout outs are things, uh, things, products, services, people, um, shows, uh, widgets, whatever that you want to give a shout out to. It can be someone else's. It can be your own. Uh, it can be something you just made up on the spot. So <laughs> if you're ready, I'll let you go first. If not, um, I think I have one as well. So. All right. So I guess I'm going to plug shamelessly plug myself. Um, I am actively looking for a full-time position, either junior or mid-level developer role. Um, so if somebody is interested, um, you know, in talking to me, that would be great. And my portfolio is shook.codes. Shook.codes. Awesome. And I'm going to vouch for you and say that uh, you might be selling yourself short as an entry level because um, definitely in the sequel stuff, uh, I was pretty impressed. So give you a, uh, well, a vouch you. for you. I do love um, sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like the hardest stuff for me. So um, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to a show this time. Um, it's called, what's it called? Lovecraft Country. It's a show called Lovecraft Country. Uh, it's kind of inspired by who is the author? His name H.G. Lovecraft, I want to say something like I think that. That's right. Is it H.P. Lovecraft? Okay, got it. So it's inspired by the author H.P. Lovecraft, who wrote like he was way ahead of his time, um, and he wrote about like time travel and different dimensions and like monsters and all this kind of like cool sci-fi stuff and they kind of put all of they kind of created a show that takes place somewhere around the 1950s i want to say in the united states um and so there's like some racial segregation content but then they uh mix in all of this like weird fantasy sci-fi stuff and and uh every show has been really really cool and just out there so that's what, really that's what we've been watching. After I uh, catch up on all your episodes, I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a television show. Or a, oh, it's a, a show. show. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah, gotcha. show show. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, they have really cool visual effects too, so it's worth watching. Sounds interesting, yeah. Cool, and on that, um, one last thing. Where can anyone find you? We didn't, we didn't even cover that. Oh, my, my, my Twitter? My Twitter yeah. is called Jujaco, and it's J-O-O-J-A-C-O. Jujaco and shook.codes. Shook Correct. Perfect. Well, thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been nice getting to know you more outside of the Twitter sphere. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks. Austin, I really appreciate the invite, and I've had a lot of fun. Um, so thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. And with that, uh, we'll catch you all next time. All right. The Function Call was edited, mixed, and mastered by Kato Zane. See her work at katonoise.com. For show notes, other episodes, and more information about the show, visit our website at thefncall.com.